Even before Israel was re-established as a nation in 1948, the Jewish National Fund was at work providing resources and funds to help build a secure and prosperous home for the Jewish people. This is the Friends of Israel Today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Steve Conover, and with me is our host and teacher, Chris Katolka. Now, Jewish friends of mine have told me that if you grew up in a Jewish home or, or you went to synagogue, you were familiar with the Jewish National Fund. Families and places of worship would often place small blue tin boxes where people could donate money to help establish and develop Israel. These small tin boxes would eventually become famous symbols for Zionism. And today, Russell Robinson, CEO of the Jewish National Fund, will join us on air. Russell will share about the history of JNF and how they developed over the decades and the future vision of JNF securing a safe and prosperous Israel. Russell Robinson, CEO of Jewish National Fund, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for having me. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. You know, it's it's a real honor to have the CEO of the Jewish National Fund. And I was just looking, Russell, you've been the CEO since 1998. You've had a long legacy at the Jewish National Fund. Well, I think that it's uh, you know, it's uh, a matter of, first off, if you enjoy and love what you do, you don't realize that it's 20 years, it could be 20 minutes. And so, yeah, that's right. Uh, one of the things that, that when I came here, Chris, was that I was able to, to be part of developing the land of Israel, to be part of building something, to be part of creating a nation uh, that is still under creation and dealing with such critical issues as water, which Israel was facing as a catastrophe, and, and developing the negative 60% of the land of Israel, and the Galil, 17% of the land of Israel. And when you're able to do those things and put your hand into the soil of Israel, you know what? 20 years goes by very quickly. I, I, I bet it does. Now, listen, Russell, for our listeners, um, you know, they may have never heard of the Jewish National Fund, JNF. It's very popular in the Jewish community, but in, in the Christian community, some of our people may not know about it. So could you do me a favor and share about the Jewish National Fund, the history of the Jewish National Fund? So I'd love to. Thank you, Chris. 117 years ago, uh, a man who literally died at age 44, so I bring that up because he was in his 30s, uh, in his 30s, uh, gathered the Jews from around the world. And, you, you know, so imagine, you know, he didn't have a radio station to talk to him. He doesn't have a, an email or, or any of the other digital or social media outlets. Uh, he has to send letters to the Jewish community to say after 2,000 years, after 2,000 years, it's time that we return to the land of Israel. And in that um, movement that he created, it wasn't a movement that he decided that, you know, we're going to use our legal arguments for the land of Israel or the biblical arguments for the land of Israel for the Jewish people. What he did is that he established an organization called Jewish National Fund to literally repurchase the land of Israel, uh, mm. acre by acre by acre, and which gives Israel 
uh, on the validity side, one of the few nations of the world that has a bill of sale as part of its existence. And those acres and acres of land uh, that he was uh, repurchasing for the, for the Jewish people everywhere, it got us into, uh, remember it was under Ottoman law, the Turkish rule was under uh, Palestine at the time. And that's where we got into the trees, and we're best known for 260 million trees hand-planted in Israel, making Israel, by the way, the only nation that ended the 20th century with more trees in it than it began. Can I say this really quick for our audience? You know, uh, we're a Christian audience here. We value what the Bible says. And I think it's amazing, Russell, that the Jewish people have bought their land time and time again. You know, Jeremiah the prophet bought land. Um, David, King David, bought land. And now even centuries, uh, millennia later, Jewish people, to prove the validity of, of ownership, to do it the right way, bought land again so that they could have proof to the world, hey, we didn't steal this land, we bought this land, it's ours. It's, it's so true, and I'll even give you one more person. The first purchase of land in the history of the world was Abraham. Yeah, that's and right. Here's Abraham. Uh, you know, part of our uh, monolithic religion, the blood of Abraham goes in all of us. And, and here's Abraham who insisted on the purchasing of that land to show the ownership of that land. And, you know, Abraham uh, is where we work also on the footsteps of Abraham as we work in the Negev today. Israel has developed over the years. Uh, you know, the Israel of 1901 when it was when it was under Ottoman rule or the, the Israel when it was founded in 1948 or the Israel of 1967 or even the Israel of 2000, the early 2000s, it's developed over time. How has the JNF kept up with the development of Israel over the decades? So I think your point of the decades and the ages, so when we repurchased that land, of course we were purchasing land that was swamp land up in the north. Uh, Obviously it was land that nobody else wanted, but the Jewish people, in knowing that we would develop it into something that would be vital for for all of us. And and if you take that history 117 years ago, is before the establishment of the State of Israel, and if you take the decades as I lead you into today, we have the Holocaust, and so the remnants of the Holocaust have if they would have had a place to call home, if we would have been able to have a nation 10 years before, would 6 million Jews be alive today that aren't? And, and as the decades progressed, it was about not just ownership of the land. It was what you do with it. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference between, I always say, them and us. You could have all the disputes you want to have, but if you have that piece of land, are you going to grow on it? Are you going to live on it? Are you going to turn it into an agricultural farmland? A place in the Arava, down south, below the Dead Sea in a lot, it grows 60% of the peppers that get exported from Israel, wow. 50% of the melons, 25% of the fish that is consumed in Israel. But I'll tell you what, Chris, it only gets two inches of rain a year, and it comes all in one day. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and Israel's been developing that. And, and it's, you know, when you look at the span of history, you know, I'm thinking of going back to Mark Twain when he visited Israel um, or, or Palestine at that time uh, under Ottoman rule. 
you know, when Mark Twain went back in the 1850s, I mean, he wrote about how there's nothing growing. Who would want to live here? He went there to see the biblical land, and what he came away with was Jerusalem is kind of a dump. Who would want to live here? And now today, we're looking at Israel and the impact that JNF has, has had on Israel over the, the century um, to see that maybe if Mark Twain came back today, he might think differently about what he sees, wouldn't you say? Oh, it was amazing. I think there was a, a statement that was attributed to Mark Twain that said, I don't know who uh, uh, this land was promised to, but I would get another piece of land to be promised. Uh, <laughs> uh, because he did. He couldn't understand. It was a desolate lack of vegetation. He said nobody will be able to live on this land. And, and so the difference between uh, the desolate and the barren is that you've got to love the land. That's right. You have to love the soil that is given to us. And that soil is the soul of the Jewish people. And as we planted and as we grew and as we developed and as we developed cities, yes, from Tel Aviv. And Chris, nobody, you know, 104 years ago, the first 65 housing lots were sold at a Jewish National Fund lottery on a sand dune. Today, that's the city of Tel Aviv. Most people don't realize that, Russell. Tel Aviv isn't an ancient uh, city. There are, there's actually uh, record f- uh, uh, photographs of these 70 men with shovels and wheelbarrows, and they're literally getting Tel Aviv started. And to see what it is today, it, it, it's a miracle, really, if you think about it. Right. And, that is, uh, and that's a miracle, I think, of the Jewish people, but with friends from throughout the world. Uh, and I don't ever, ever want to not uh, mention uh, from all of our, our friends from the Christian community, from all the communities, you know, we are a nation across the world of some 14 and a half million Jews. Uh, in Israel, it's about seven, seven and a half million. In the United States, about seven and a half million. And, you know, it, the scattering goes everywhere else. And we could not do what we have accomplished in Israel all alone. We do it with everybody joining in with us. And, and I think that when you visit Israel and you've been there and you've seen it, this is a land that you could walk down the street and it's not the, the, the Israel that you see on the nightly news. It's the Israel of one person walking with another person walking with another person as we're developing a land of peace and we're developing a land for people and we're exporting that knowledge, water technology knowledge that is helping to feed the world, African farmers who are bringing food onto their plate because of water technologies created in a place called Israel. That's the Israel that we try to talk about at Jewish National Fund. And Jewish National Fund is, for all of our listeners, they are here. Their purpose is to ensure a strong and secure and prosperous Israel for for Jewish people everywhere. And and so listen, when we return after the break, we're going to talk about something that when I when I saw this number, Russell, I, I mean, I almost laughed out loud. Uh, the billion dollar roadmap that the that the JNF has for Israel. So my friends, stick around because you're going to want to hear about this billion dollar roadmap from Russell Robinson, CEO of the Jewish National Fund. The Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry was founded in 1938 by businessmen and pastors in the Philadelphia area, and they were responding to the Jewish cries for help in Europe. 
Maybe you, like those who started our ministry, know that the Jewish people have a special place in God's heart. But are you able to defend or even explain what Zionism is? If you would like to learn more about why Christians should support Israel, we recommend the book, The Case for Zionism by Dr. Thomas Ice. Steve, this book answers many of the contemporary arguments being used by both the secular and religious communities to undermine what we believe is the hand of God at work in our day. Order your copy of The Case for Zionism by Dr. Thomas Ice at foiradio.org or by calling our listener line at 888-343-6940. Again, that's foiradio.org, or call our listener line at 888-343-6940. Welcome back, everybody. We are speaking with Russell Robinson, CEO of the Jewish National Fund. And so a couple days ago, I heard about this venture that they have, the Billion Dollar roadmap for the next decade for Israel, and JNF is the one spearheading this to Jewish National Fund. Russell, when I heard this number, I laughed, but I believe it can be done. Tell me about this billion-dollar roadmap. So four years ago, you know, when you're, you, 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 um, we want to set visions and, and goals that are, yes, beyond belief, because the land of Israel is sort of beyond belief as well, <laughs> and, and, and what we are. And, and we had had so much accomplishments, and we were doing so much. Just, and so we felt compelled that we were going to set a vision for the American Jewish community's connection to the land and people of Israel. And we set a goal of $1 billion over 10 years. That's amazing. And I, I'm very excited to tell you that in our fourth year, we're going to be at $500 million very soon. We're not changing our goal. We're going to you know, hedge our bet here a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, it shows the response from hundreds of thousands of people who are donating from throughout the United States. But to do that, Chris, we had to show accomplishments. And, and we have to be able to stand and say, well, what gives you that right? Not only because of Israel, but what are you, as an organization. And I can tell you, just on water, when we started dealing with the water catastrophe in Israel 20 years ago, Israel was reusing about 4% of its water. It was facing a catastrophe of digging up land of farmers after 2,000 years of Zionist and, and dreams of the land of Israel. And yet today, Israel reuses 90% of its water. Wow. The country next to it is Spain at 17%. Wow. That's the Jewish National Fund. Now, and the Jewish National Fund is doing a lot, not only in the area of of agriculture and tree planting, but it's very invested in technology as well to help really bring up the next generation of Zionists that are that are that are leading Israel um, in the world of technology. Can you share a little bit with our people about uh, your investment in a city like Beersheba, for instance? So Beersheba, we started working because we wanted to bring 500,000 people to the Negev. Now, to bring 500,000 people to the Negev, that's a huge number. So you have to make it more than just uh, farmland, because at the end of the day, uh, you know, the reality is, is the reality of the 21st century, and people want a front yard and a backyard and a, and a technology job, and the new farm is, is not necessarily planting of green, but planting of uh, technology chips and, and making sure that they grow up in our phones. And um, so Beersheba was a town that people stopped on the way to to get gas on the way to a lot. Nobody really went to Beersheba. It was that place where nobody thought about moving to. And we took Beersheba, took seven miles of a dry riverbed, 
and we turned it into a park area three times the size of Central Park. We <laughs> built a 13,000-seat amphitheater, and we have a 25-acre lake that we're opening up in the next six months, all recycled water, and the river, seven miles, we'll have a river running through it. And what does it run next to? Abraham's Well. Abraham's Well, that was should be a visitor center for, for a million people, was a visitor center for no one. And yet we created a world-class visitor center. If anybody goes to Israel, go to Beersheba, go to see Abraham's Well, learn about the tie and the bloodline of Abraham to all of us. That's a Jewish National Fund project, and today Beersheba went from a town of losing population at 190,000 to the fastest-growing city in Israel, 230,000 people today and growing. And when we're talking about the Negev, for our listeners who may not know what the Negev is, the Negev is the desert of Israel in the south. Isn't that right, Russell? It's 60% of the land of Israel, and it's the southern part of Israel. It is desert. But it is desert that, again, if you look back into the Bible, had people, habitat was there, people were living there. And over time, desert takes over where people don't cultivate and live. And so what we're doing is pushing back, pushing back that desert, 60% of the land of Israel, and we're making it habitable. We're making it where young people want to move to. We're making it where young people are moving to Israel today from the United States, from North America, from everywhere. Not the 67 Israel to fight for its survival, but the today, the, the Israel of today, 2018, that it's about Israel, a great place that is making the world a better place. My friends, I want to encourage you to go to jnf.org, and there you can see all the amazing work uh, that JNF is doing to really ensure a prosperous uh, and safe Israel for Jewish people all around the world. And uh, Russell, can you just share with us really quickly, what way can the Christian community get involved with JNF? So when I talk about our tree planting beginning, if you go to jnf.org and you go to jnf.org slash trees or call our 1-800 number uh, 542-8733, they could call and even as little as plant a tree in Israel, and they'll get a certificate. And three million trees a year we plant in Israel. And again, every time one of those trees there, for somebody, you could do it in memory of somebody, in honor of somebody, for somebody's birthday, or just for yourself, and plant a circle of tree or a forest and get it named in you, and they can participate in that, and it's a direct link that they will have. If they're going to Israel, and you go onto our website, we have a tree planting center, that they can go there in their own hands, Chris, and plant a tree in Israel, and really feel that soil around their fingers. And they could call our number and say, I want to participate on any of our local communities, and say, count me in, and be part of our mailing list, be part of our volunteer base across the United States. We welcome them, and we look forward to working with all of you. And Russell, you know, our people can go to your website, jnf.org, to do that, or they can go to our website at foiradio.org. The Friends of Israel has been planting trees with JNF for, uh, for decades. And actually, during our trips to Israel, on our Up to Jerusalem trips, you actually get a chance. If you come with us with the Friends of Israel, you get a chance, as Russell said, to get your hands dirty planting trees with JNF. So, Russell, 
Russell, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to share about Jewish National Fund, the history of it, how it's developed over the years, and where it's going in the future. Thank you so much, sir. We really appreciate it. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you in Israel. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from the life and ministry of Holocaust survivor Svi Kalisher. Early last year, many of my co-workers seemed interested in asking me about the Lord. They wanted to know who He was and why, such a long time after His death, He was still remembered. They wanted to know what they called the secret. I told them, there is nothing secret about the Lord. You can read about Him in the Bible, but ask me whatever you like. I am not a Bible teacher but the Holy Spirit always provides answers at the right times. One day, a new worker joined us, a man full of hatred, blindness, and jealousy. When he heard my friends ask me about the Lord, he grew angry and stirred much hatred toward me among the workers. The devil attacked me through this man for a long time, but I was not afraid, and I prayed that all of them might truly come to know the Lord. Finally, because of all the hatred he had created against me, I was told I must leave my job in five days. That night, he was taken to the hospital for emergency surgery. The next day, his wife came to the job site to ask if any of his work friends would give blood for him. It seemed as if everyone became deaf. Then I said, I will give him blood, but he must know that it came from the Jewish believer whose Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. The other man exclaimed, What? After all that he has done to you? This is the time to take revenge. I told them, Now you can see the difference between me, a believer, and you. All of you say you believe in God and call for revenge. The man needs to be saved spiritually. Then I went with the man's wife to the hospital and gave blood. Five days later, I left my job because of him. About a year later, I was shocked to find knocking at my door this man with his family. He apologized, saying, I have had no rest since you were fired. I asked many people where you live, but they would not give me your address. I cannot excuse myself, and I am even prepared to be cast away from your home tonight. I told him, I would not do that. The Lord has taught us to love our enemies. I then opened the New Testament, which this man despised, and I read Matthew 5.44, Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I then read Romans chapter 12, verse 20, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. After this, with tears, he asked himself, Can this be true? After I was so bad to him? I told him, We can forget all of that because of the Lord who died for us, and through him we can receive forgiveness of our sins. As it is written in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. After I said this, I could not believe my eyes. 
This man, who before had no conscience, faith, or humanity, was now soft as butter in the summer. He asked, What can I do for you? Nothing, I replied. What you must do is for yourself. Pray to the Lord, our Savior. He can give you that which no one else can give. What I did for you was done through his love. Chris, earlier in the program, Russell mentioned one of the ways for Christians to get involved in supporting the Jewish National Fund is to plant a tree in Israel. I can tell you the last time my wife and I went to Israel, we planted trees in honor of our two daughters, and it was really a meaningful time for us. You know, that's one of the unique things that we do on our Up to Jerusalem tours to Israel. We get a chance to plant trees. And and so if you can come with us on our Up to Jerusalem tour, that's great. But maybe you can't, but you can still help the Jewish National Fund. You can still plant a tree in honor of someone you love by going to foiradio.org, and there you'll find our contact information. Planting a tree in Israel is really a wonderful way to honor a loved one. Thanks for being with us today. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Galeone, co-written by Sarah Fern, Mike Kellogg, Red Apples of Gold. Our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. Once again, I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.